The 34th annual bike race and ride between the NDSU and UND Newman Centers is Saturday, April 27th from 8 a.m. till noon. To register for the 25-mile race and ride from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back, all riders must stop by St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. St. Paul's Newman Center's goal is to raise $175,000. For more information, contact Emma Hergenroder at emma at bisoncatholic.org. At the University of Mary, we believe, as did St. John Paul II, that truth is known through both faith and reason. Human reason seeks the truth, but ultimate truth about life cannot be found by reason alone. In today's challenging higher education scene, the University of Mary is flourishing because our mission is to help students live fully in this way, not just existing, but really living. We offer education for the whole of life, and that's the difference. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. As a priest, I'm living proof that when you just simply say yes to the Lord, your life is fulfilled 10,000 times beyond what you could have imagined in any other life. And um, that's the gift of of a personal call in which God really does want what's best for us. Faith, at the most fundamental level, is, is founded on a promise of God. And if I'm willing to step out in faith that God has asked me to, to live in a certain way, I have to trust that He's going to take care of me. It's, it's the entirety of the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes is a basic dependence upon the God of, of providence. And so I've experienced that in my own life in, in many, many ways. And I can speak for my brother priest as well. Uh, we, we sit and, and talk about it a lot and just the ways in which God fulfills things in our lives beyond what we could have imagined if we had done things our own way. This is Marianne Benoit from St. Joseph's in Red Lake Falls. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. Good morning, this is Father Richard Kunst coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth along with Father Ryan Moravitz on Real Presence Live on the shores of beautiful Lake Superior. Uh, well, we got our first hour um, uh, done on a pretty good show that first yeah, hour. first hour. I, Pastor Kowitz is really great. I, I still I enjoy him a lot when he's, on the sh- when he's on the show. Yeah, no, yeah, he's a good guy. Again, I had a good second hour coming up. Yeah, Aaron, what's co- uh, do we know what's coming up for the next hour? I don't think he gives us a review right now. Oh, well, I guess he doesn't. <laughs> I'm used to I'm, I'm used to uh, uh, um, Eli telling us about the weather, but we don't do that anymore. Yeah, There's, we don't do the things, weather. Things are always changing. It keeps us on our toes. Change is tough, isn't it? it well, it does. It is tough sometimes. No, it I is. Think. It really is. Yeah. I'm like an easy change guy. Like, I, no, you're not. Hey guys, sorry <laughs> about that. Don't, don't say that you're easy change. I've had plenty of conversations with you. <laughs> Aaron, what's up for what's up for this uh, uh, hour? Absolutely. So we've got Bishop John Lavore here on the phone. He will be talking to us about somebody who's fallen away from the Catholic faith, and how it's never too late to be welcomed back. We'll also be having the 10 minute tour. Looking forward to a lot of the wonderful events coming up around the area. And we will also have Bishop Paul Serba coming on to talk to us about the eyes of faith, the eyes of Christ, and how we can see our redemption through that. So that's what we'll be looking at in this next hour. Great. Thank you very much, Aaron. Thank you, guys. Sounds like we're going to have another good hour. Oh, yeah. So, um... We have two bishops. 
Yeah, the Bishop of New Ulm and then the Bishop of Duluth. You know, there's a connection between them. I know. They're both bishops. Well, and they both care for the handmaids of the heart of Jesus. Oh. Who are wonderful sisters here in Minnesota. And they're both from the Archdiocese. Oh, yeah, they are both from the Archdiocese. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, <clears throat> all this great information. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to be helpful. So, uh, um, uh, do we have Bishop uh, Lavore on the air now? Is he with us? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Bishop. Thank you for joining. It's Hi. always good to have you on Real Presence Live. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks so much. Great. Yeah, it's good to have you. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about um, uh, the idea, especially during the Lenten time? I think it's particularly good to talk about the uh, falling away people that might be trying to find their way back into the fold and how would you uh, if especially if we have loved ones how would uh, we all have people that we know and love that are you know, like maybe non-practicing catholics what would be maybe some thoughts that you would have with listeners about how to encourage people to direct loved ones coming back into the church well i think uh first of all it's um it's important to pray uh pray for those who uh, somehow have fallen away from the practice of the faith. Uh, and I I found that usually uh, people kind of slip into that mode. Uh, they slip into, you know, maybe missing Mass on, on one Sunday, and um, then the next Sunday comes and they find something to do, and all of a sudden they find themselves not practicing and not thinking about Christ and the Church very much. And uh, it just kind of happens because there are so many, uh, so many things that that uh, demand our attention and are kind of in our face constantly. So um, they kind of slip away, and then of course others have been, you know, hurt in some way. Uh, others have been scandalized in some way because you know we are a church of sinners, and nobody's perfect, mm -hmm. and. Uh, so there's, you know, there's scandal that comes as well. So <clears throat> what I found is, you know, first of all, pray, and then uh, secondly, uh, encounter. That's what Pope Francis is calling us to do, uh, to encounter those who have uh, slipped away or, or have left uh, for various reasons. Uh, and encounter means, you know, first of all, to listen. And uh, I always say the... The lay people are the ones who know uh, people who have fallen away. We we only have about 30% of our Catholics attending Mass every Sunday. And our laity know, you know, their neighbors, their friends, their family members, as you say, uh, who have slipped away from the practice of their faith. So they know. Usually the, the priest doesn't know because these people <laughs> aren't around for mm -hmm. him to meet and to know. Uh, so this is what the laity are called to do by their baptism, is to uh, go out and encounter and uh, pray for these people and listen. Listen to what they have to say. And maybe that's all that will happen uh, as you encounter these people. Um, but maybe there'll be something, <clears throat> excuse me, that you can, you can help them with, uh, somebody you can direct them to, um, something you can give them to read. Um, different people have different needs, and they'll express that. If you listen, you'll hear it. And um, to uh, to accompany them, you know, again, 
Francis, uh, Pope Francis, is very strong on encountering others and then uh, not just leaving them, but accompanying them with your with your prayers and uh, with your friendship. So uh, those would be the, some of the things to think about, pray about, and to begin with uh, to those to invite those who are not practicing their faith to invite them back. Bishop, in the story of the prodigal son, the son comes home to the father after he spends everything he owned, feeling so he's feeling unworthy to be called his son. After being away and maybe doing some some not so good things or some terrible things, um, so for those who feel they have fallen too far to come back, what would you say to them, Bishop? No, I've I've encountered people like that as well. They, you know, they tell me I, I'm a great sinner and. Uh, God could never love me, and um, those kinds of things. And I, you know, usually there's something deep, deeper than than just that. Uh, there's some wound, uh, some you know something that happened, um, and uh, they're feeling that, but they express it by saying that God doesn't love them and that they're too great a sinner, you know, to to be able to to come back and. One of the things I've, I've found is uh, uh, prayer over people. Um, you know, just to ask them, well, can I say a little healing prayer over you? Or um, if they don't uh, care for that, we'll just assure them that you'll, you'll pray and that uh, God loves them and uh, will never stop loving them. And uh, it's eventually his love that will bring them back. So kind of encourage them. Uh, if if they want, if they would let you to pray over them, but at least assure them that you're praying for them and that they're lovable, they're created in God's image, and uh, Jesus has become one of us to touch them uh, with his redemption. And uh, I think that parable of the prodigal son is a good one to have them. They're open to, to reading a little bit of the scripture uh, that's, that's a good passage for them to to read and to think about and uh, to see if uh, they aren't like that prodigal that God is uh, wanting, uh, desirous of welcoming back. Thank you for turning, tuning in to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunz, along with Father Ryan Moravitz, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We're talking to Bishop John Lavore from the Diocese of Crookston. Uh, not, sorry, New Ulm. Sorry, Bishop. New Ulm. Uh, okay. and. And uh, uh, we're talking about uh, trying to welcome people back into the church, fallen away Catholics. And there's so, Bishop, there's so many different reasons why people fall away. And my my uh, experience that I've seen so many times, like people tend to get easily offended by things that priests say. That that's like they wouldn't get offended by what somebody else says, but if a priest says it, they get offended. And a lot of people just decide not to even practice anymore because they got offended by something that a priest said. What would you respond to to that type of reality? That's one that uh, I think, again, uh, if a layperson hears a priest say something that uh, is is offensive, uh, that it's good to go talk to the priest. You know, most priests are going to welcome, you know, someone who has questions about something they've said or is misunderstood. Uh, a lot of times it, it's precisely that, uh, misunderstanding. Uh, 
And it doesn't only happen to priests, it happens to uh, Protestant ministers. I was talking to a Protestant minister the other day, and he said, you wouldn't believe, you know, I, I, he said, I prayed uh, for, uh, you know, peace in the world and for the Holy Spirit to come into world lead, all world leaders, and I got accused of neglecting the United States, you know, that... Well, you're you're not a patriot. You're you know this person came up to him and said you're not a patriot. You're praying for everybody. We should pray for our country, and and he said and so he had a chance to at least explain himself. And so I think lay people need to you know get some courage to uh, to talk to their the priest and see what exactly he meant uh, if there was a misunderstanding. So- uh, Bishop, how would what what would you what would you attribute that to? I know it's a little maybe a little bit off of our topic, but why why do people get so offended by priests and ministers more than any it seems like than any other place? What would you attribute that to? You know, I think they they sometimes think that we're perfect and that we need to say everything you know perfectly, and they have an idea of the way things should be. And um, the minister or priest should should be perfect and agree with what they think, and uh, that 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 as you know doesn't always happen that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bishop, so we always need to look to Christ; He's the one that we need to look to. Bishop, if I'm somebody out there right now who's listening, and maybe <laughs> I've I've been away from the church, or I haven't, I've kind of stepped away from the church, or I haven't been practicing the Catholic faith maybe in a really long time. So, for instance, I haven't been to confession or received the sacraments for, for maybe years. What would you tell me? You know, I, we just had a, a uh, healing and reconciliation service. We've had a number of those in the diocese. And uh, one of the priests was telling me that um, he uh, encountered this fellow at the door of the church and he said, I haven't been to confession for 48 years. And uh, one of the parishioners had gone uh, to his house and invited him to this particular service. And he said, that's what did it. He said, I've, I've got to get back to confession, get back to practicing your faith. So just a simple word from somebody, and maybe I can be the word now through this broadcast uh, to say Jesus loves you and the sacrament is there um, for forgiveness and for strength, for grace, for reconciliation, and for peace. How many times have you heard people say, gee, I haven't been to confession for a long time. I went to confession, I felt light as a feather. Um, yeah. Because you, you, you receive the peace of Jesus, which is beyond any peace we could ever manufacture for ourselves. So the, the importance of a personal, a personal invitation... Yes, today that's what it takes. Programs and announcements and everything are great, but it takes a personal, many times, a personal encounter face-to-face with kindness and love, and that'll bring a person in. And we have to have we have to have the courage to do that because a lot of people, you know, yeah. I mean, they want they want to keep religion apart from you know a conversation or a relationship. We have that's to have right. that. We have to have that's that courage. Right. That's right. Jesus didn't say uh, believe in me and keep it private. He said go out to all the whole world and tell the good news. So that's what yeah. we we haven't been good at that. We need right. to to be much much better about letting people know what we believe and practice. Yeah, thank you very much, Bishop. Is there anything else you'd like to add in regards to this, Bishop? 
Well, I hope everyone has a fruitful Lent, and uh, it just seems like Lent started, but now Easter is coming around the corner. So, uh, especially Holy Week, for people to put everything aside uh, to plan now to have a Holy Week to attend all of those services from Palm Sunday, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday. Let the Lord come into your life and Amen. Um, be, you know, be uh, the, the center and focus of your life. Amen. Thank you very much. Bishop, it's always great having you on here. Thank you very much. Great have to a good, be here. You're welcome. Yeah, have a right. good rest of your Lent. Yeah, after thank the you. Bre- you too. After the break, we will be going through our little journey throughout our listening area and our 10-minute tour. So come back right after we're done with these messages. This is Real Presence Live. Local. Engaging. Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, my name is Father Brian Cuiava from the Diocese of Crookston. You know, sometimes in my prayer or in my life, I'm going through like dry periods, you know, where I'm praying and it feels like nothing is happening. It feels like God isn't really there. I'm just kind of sitting there. And it's in those moments that I'm reminded that there is a gift from the Lord just simply called perseverance, where I might be running into this wall, but the Lord in that moment is just inviting me to be purified of whatever it is that I need to be purified of and to simply persevere in my life of prayer. particular gift that helps us in this pursuit of perseverance so that we can grow in our relationship with the Lord is the gift of fortitude. Fortitude helps us to see the obstacles that are in our way of perfect and, and good relationship with the Lord and actually helps us to look forward to going up against those obstacles, to overcoming them, of course, by the grace of God. But above all, it in- encourages us to persevere in the faith so that we do not give up, but instead we can persevere to the end and remain close to Jesus, even in our times of suffering. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A and B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hello, this is Father Richard Kunst coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth along with Father Ryan Moravitz on the uh, beautiful shores of Lake Superior for Real Presence Live. 
So, Father Ryan. Father Rich. This has been a... Oh, oh that was quick. <laughs> I was wondering about that. We were that. waiting for it. Yep. Hey, we're going for a ride, folks. Uh, we're going to take our 10-minute tour around the area and see what's going on. And so we're super excited about this. Our first guest is with us by phone. Her name is Shauna. She's here to tell us about a simple Lenten supper in Mandan, North Dakota. Shauna, are you there? I am. Shauna, let us know. Tell us what, what's going on out in Mandan. So next Friday, April 12th, we will be having a simple supper. We will be serving a German meal of shukunla, uh, veggies, fruit, and then for the kids we'll have some cheese pizza. And all the proceeds for this will go to benefit our youth ministry program here at the parish. And so this is April 12th from 5.30 to 7 p.m.? Yep. At St. Joseph's School Cafeteria, right? Yep, in Mandan. Great. What are you going to be serving again? We are going to be serving shoop noodle. So it is dough, potatoes, and cream all mixed up together. It's delicious. Is that from a nationality of some sort? It's a Ger- yeah, it's a, German, it's a German dish. It's very common around here for a lot of us German-Russian folks. Wow, and so is this like an annual thing that you do, or is this just a one-year, yeah? Yep, so we've been doing this for about three years um, out here. Um, We, our Knights of Columbus, um, kind of collaborate a little bit with some of the other parishes to do fish fries, and we wanted to give our community something a little bit different, and this way it goes to help our youth ministry program here at the parish. So we just do a free will offering um, for this, and we've done other meals such as... um, cheese button casserole and nephilim and kraut and things of that nature as well are the kids helping out with the preparations and stuff a- absolutely they love to come in the kitchen and help us cook and serve and they um, they do a really good job helping set up and clean up and for folks who are on the go do you have to-go orders uh, we do we do um, have to-go orders anybody can sure um, come in and uh, drop a donation off if they want we've got uh, boxes ready to go Okay, Shauna, really appreciate you being with us. God bless you. Um, and uh, the St. Joseph's Youth Ministry Simple Lenten Supper on April 12th. Thank you for having me. Yep. We are now up to St. James Basilica Tabernacle Society's return program. St. James Basilica Tabernacle Society is hosting a spiritual program entitled Return, How to Draw Your Child Back to the Church. The program is rooted in Brandon Voigt's book, of the same title and is billed as a one-stop shop for drawing your loved ones back to the Catholic Church. The event will be at the Basilica on Monday, April 8th at 7 p.m. Joe Hendricks will give the key points of return as well as the resources and tips on how to bring a course like this to your parish. We hope to see you April 8th at St. James Basilica uh, in Jamestown, North Dakota. That's at 622 First Avenue South. Uh, so head out to that return event, How to Draw Your Child Back to the Church, a program rooted in Brandon Voigt's book with the very same title. This is a great program, folks. Lots of you have loved ones that are away from the church right now. Um, great way to use some practical tools for it. Also, there's a Lenten retreat that is taking place in Moorhead, Minnesota, called A Blessed Marriage, The Message of the Beatitudes. This couple's retreat leads couples through a reflection on the Beatitudes from Matthew chapter 5. The retreat is appropriate for married couples of all ages as well as engaged couples and singles. The retreat will include an afternoon of reflection led by Deacon Mark of Ministries of Marriage. 
family, and respect for life for the Diocese of Crookston. The retreat begins at 1 p.m. All are invited to stay for Mass, which will include a blessing for all in attendance. Please stay after Mass for dinner and a social time. Cost is $10 per person and includes the cost of dinner. That's Saturday, April 6th at St. Francis de Sales Church in Moorhead, Minnesota. That's a great opportunity for those of you who are married, been married for a long time, those who are getting engaged or planning on getting engaged to come to this retreat called A Blessed Marriage, The Message of the Beatitudes. It's the Lenten season, and so there are fish dinners all over the area, but we are talking about a fish dinner right here in Duluth, Minnesota, and at one of my parishes, St. Lawrence Catholic Church. We have Karen Ball, the director, uh, our youth and faith, family faith formation director here in studio. Karen, tell us about the St. Lawrence Fish Fry. Well, this is the second, this is the second um, time that we have offered a fish dinner at our parish. And probably only the second time since I can recall, since I've been a part of that parish for several years. I'm old. Um, we are hosting this fish dinner to help offset the cost of Steuben milk for the kids. We have 13 uh, members going, and we will be offering pretty much all-you-can-eat fish and potato, a roll, coleslaw, and a excuse me, a vegetable, and homemade desserts from the youth that are in attendance. It will be this Friday, April 5th from 5 to 7 at St. Lawrence Catholic Church. We are located at 2410 Morris Thomas Road here in Duluth. The adults will be $10. Children ages 5 to 12 are $5 and under 5 are free. We do have takeouts available and we would just love to spend time with you. Karen, tell us just a little bit about the Steubenville mission trip for these kids. In July, we will be going with the diocesan group down to the cities to do mission work, primarily with the food banks down there. And then we will journey on to Missouri, where they will take part in a conference over the weekend and just get a wonderful opportunity to spend time with the Lord and meeting people from all over the United States. I'm understanding that there's up to three to 4,000 different people that are expected at this place, and this is a first time for our parish. Wonderful. A great fish fry at St. Lawrence in Duluth, folks, this Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. And finally, Rachel's Vineyard in Rapid City, South Dakota. Sue, are you on the phone with us? I am, Father. Sue, welcome to the show. Tell us about what Rachel Vineyards has going on out in Rapid City. Well, again, we are uh, so privileged to be offering our retreat for post-abortion healing. And we want to reach out to anyone who's affected by abortion. And it's our privilege to walk with them, to offer them God's healing, to um, show them God's grace and forgiveness. The retreat will be uh, the last weekend of April, the 26th through the 28th. And you can find out more uh, and register for this by calling Carol at 605 374-5639. So we're just, we're excited and we're hopeful that people will come. The retreat, the retreat does end on Divine Mercy Sunday. So it's a wonderful opportunity to find God's mercy in peace. That sounds like that was a deliberately planned to have it end on Divine Mercy Sunday. Sue, was that done it by, was. on purpose? 
Uh, yes, we've done it several years on Divine Mercy Sunday weekend. Again, so folks, it's an awesome time. That's Go ahead. April. That's April 26th to the 28th. It's a post-abortion healing retreat to end on Divine Mercy Sunday. Know of God's loving mercy for you. Call Carol now to talk and learn more at 605-374-5639 or email her at cklin.g at sdplains.com. God's mercy is waiting for you. Thank you very much, Sue. Sue, thanks for being with us. Many blessings to you and your ministry. You too. Thank you. Bye. Well, folks, that's a wrap for today's 10-minute tour. We feature this every Real Presence Live. If you'd like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122 to have your event featured, and we'd be very happy to feature it. Yep. Uh, our next guest is going to be our boss, Bishop Server. will be here talking about uh, spiritual journey and walking in other people's shoes, and that will be uh, happening right after the break. Join us with the boss. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. At the University of Mary, we offer a world-class education that's truly affordable. 99% of our students receive scholarships, and we offer a groundbreaking year-on-campus option to earn your bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four. That means less cost, less debt, and a tremendous boost in your lifetime earnings. For these reasons and more, we're the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. Discover more at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. Rochester Catholic Schools welcomes you to an all-new Hearts of Gold, Friday, April 26th, starting at 6.30 p.m. at the brand-new Hilton in downtown Rochester. The event's theme is Cirque in the City, and there will be a cocktail party atmosphere with cuisine available at several unique food stations, plus a VIP hour at 5.30. Individual tickets and host table options are available by visiting rcs.com mn.org backslash hearts of gold people think a and b is in the copier business but we're not we are in the people business whether it's coffee and water managed print services document management or our newest editions of promo gear and managed it services we've got you covered at a and b we're number two because our customers are number one we can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Good morning again. This is Father Richard Kunz, along with Father Ryan Moravitz, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, and the beautiful shores of Lake Superior on Real Presence Live. And, and now, in studio, we have Bishop Serba. Good morning, Your Excellency. 
Thank you. Oh, well, you're awesome. <laughs> He's pretty formal. And no, for the cunts. I'm, yeah, our notes have that you. greeting in there, so I'm just reading the notes. I am, I am honored to be honored that way by both of you. <laughs> it's great to be with you this morning. Thanks yes. for hosting this Real Presence Radio. Yeah, and, and, this, and this, um, uh, this little interview was inspired by an article that you wrote. I understand. Yes, yeah. So Aaron, who is the Real Presence Live producer, suggested some uh, questions based yeah. on... Uh, uh, an article in the Northern Cross last yeah. month. He's the voice in our heads. He is the voice in our heads. He's yeah. a new voice in our heads, right? Yeah. And so, a very nice voice. So, Bishop, you wrote a beautiful article about meditating on our redemption from Jesus' perspective. What does it mean to see things from Jesus' perspective? You know, I think, like most of us, you know, oftentimes naturally we would. We come at things from our own perspective, right? I mean, we see things from our eyes. That's the way the Lord made us, you know, but what a wonderful practice it is when we try and understand things from another person's perspective, beginning with, you know, trying to understand, you know, walking in another person's shoes, what that might be like for them, because we can imagine or we work off of our own ex life experience and say, gosh, you know what, it helps us give insight into the other. And we also have a temptation or a tendency um, to be selfish or self-oriented. So... That's kind of how we're made, and the the way to freedom, the way to growth, is really being able to see things, you know, and be attentive to the other. It's in losing ourselves that we find ourselves. Um, and so, I think in our spiritual journey, this Lent, you know, I, for me, I was thinking, you know, and these are meditations that are suggested by other great, you know, spiritual writers and things about. Well, gosh, you know, think about our Lenten journey from our Lord's perspective. And we do that every Lent. We propose things to our people. You know, that's what Stations of the Cross or these wonderful meditations that we engage during um, Lent involve. It's, you know, meditating on the Lord's experience. You know, what motivated our Lord to do what he did, to take upon himself the sins of us all so that we might be redeemed. And I think not just the physical side of things, but, you know, the emotional, the well, spiritual. and the whole idea of Lent is based on the 40 days in the desert of right. Jesus' experience. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. So, and there's also graces, you know, that's the whole idea of we have a Redeemer, Jesus Christ. And when we think about Him and not about ourselves, or if we're able to unite what we're going through with what He did for us, then there's a redemptive value to it. There's a meaning to it. And so it, it heals us. It helps us. It, uh, gives us freedom so it's seeing things from the lord's perspective there's obviously a limit to that i mean because it's like we can't you know god you know i mean i i remember father benedict rochelle saying because you know there's these people that were saying well jesus didn't know he was god until he was crucified and and father father rochelle said i know what it's like more like to be a jellyfish than it is to be god <laughs> and so and so it's like for, so for for people to say well this is what god was thinking and something like that so it's kind of it's it is hard in some aspects to say well how do I approach this from Jesus's perspective? We can do it from his teaching and from what he says, but it's pretty hard to get into the mind of God in that regards, don't you think? Well, and that's what you know, brothers and sisters. We've been listening, you know, in our our scripture readings, you know, from last Sunday to next Sunday, and. Um, everybody, or most everybody, unless you're doing the special cycle of readings, you know, we, we read the prodigal son, mm -hmm. right? And so how do we understand what's in going on in God's mind? Well, God himself revealed it to us mm -hmm. in the person of Jesus Christ. So he sent us his son. And Jesus in this that remarkable par parable, you know, 
in the image of the Father, we see the face of the Father. You know, we come to learn the love of God the Father. And even more than the face, as Benedict XVI said, we get to see the heart of God, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the love. So you're right, we can, in our limited capacity, we can only get so far, if you will, but it's Jesus who reveals Mm -hmm. to us the Father's love, and Jesus reveals his own love and the Spirit's love. And so we do have a real encounter with, you know, the three persons of the Trinity. We do, we can uh, engage, understand, you know. How does how does sin affect that? Well, as we all know from our own personal experience, sin always hurts. Sin always hurts. And so it, it either hurts our relationship with God, it hurts our relationship with our brothers and sisters, or it hurts our relationship with our ourselves. And, um, you know, we spend a lot of time, all the priests were preaching, trying to engage our, our faithful to present things for them to meditate on during this Lent. And, and, and of course, the whole purpose of our Lent and our Easter is to receive the mercy of God, to understand, you know, the wounds that are caused by sin. Or um, I love also thinking about, you know, not so much the definition of sin as any thought, word, deed, you know, action or omission, which runs contrary to the law of God. But to think of it in terms of, you know, it's the lack of the good that should be there, you know, in a relationship. It's those missed opportunities. I mean, that's what sin is, the missing of the mark. It's, you know, it's the privation of the good that should be there. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunzlan with Father Ryan Moravitz talking to Bishop Serba about looking at Lent from the perspective of Jesus and how we approach Lent in that regards. Bishop, some people might say, um, did Jesus really have to go through all that? What would you tell them about that? I mean, did he really have to go through everything he went through for us? I love the response of the, you know, the the best of the theologians who put their minds to that question. And it's like, you know, we were all in seminary and went through a lot of theology classes where, you know, could Jesus have done just one simple, any simple act would have been sufficient for the redemption of the world. But the fact that Jesus chose to do this in obedience to the will of the Father teaches us that it had to have been the most perfect and the most beautiful and, you know, the most effective way to show God's love for us. So I think, you know, all of our meditation and experience during this time, it it helps us to see that, you know, and to ponder it anew every time. I just keep getting back into it and say, God loves us so much that he was willing to send his own son in order to redeem us and to buy us back to save us from our sins. And I don't know about any out there listening, but I can't think of that enough, you know, mm-hmm. thinking how much God loves us and to see that in the face of Jesus. So it really was the perfect way for him to show his love, yeah. Yeah. I mean and history even shows that now. Yes. Think of how long that, that that the message of the cross has endured, if you will, and what it's how it's moved hearts so much to see and to know and to receive the love of God. It's it's really incredible. What kinds of meditations do you suggest? To bring us into the mystery of our redemption. Well, we're getting close to the high point of the church's year. And just uh, to to our listeners, to extend the invitation, you know, to really uh, enter into our Holy Week celebrations. Mm -hmm. Um, They aren't just a historical run of the past. It's a representation of the Lord's death and resurrection in order to save us. So we really and truly participate in this. And so just encouraging the faithful to mark on your calendars, every you know, the dates from Palm Sunday and when we can participate. I'd like to really encourage folks uh, 
too, in the Triduum, the, say, the Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and the Easter Vigil and our Easter Sunday celebrations to participate fully. I, I've noticed, I don't know about if you pastors would comment on this too, I think Good Friday continues to be well attended for us in our, in our sacred ceremonies like Ash Wednesday. I've noticed a fall off on Holy Thursday, which I find a little disconcerting. Maybe you haven't seen that in your parish experience, but I really want to encourage people to come on Holy Thursday, the institution of the, the Eucharist. Eucharist you, know. you know, it's going to be interesting from my perspective, and Father Ryan was last year, it's like we're new parishes, sure. so we do things differently. And, do yep. th- and so it'll be a learning process for yep. for, for me. I, one particular. of the things I've always kind of promoted every year in my priesthood is do all of them. Yes. If, you, if, if you've never experienced Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and the Vigil, and gone to all three and seen how they're connected, and just the experience of it, do it. And yeah. it's it's... It's amazing when people do go to all three, what Easter it, what it so does important. for the, right. the meditative part and even just the spiritual part of the fullness of the celebration and what, what this is. It's not just about Jesus dying. It's about what he did before, what yeah. happened after. Yeah. So, Bishop, in the last 30 seconds, do you have any final thoughts? Um, just to be open to God's love and his mercy during, you know, this is a, every Lent is a new Lent for us. Every opportunity or engagement is a great opportunity for us to be invited more deeply into our relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So be open to what he has for you. Be mindful of the other. You know, we still have many opportunities to serve our brothers and sisters, you know, and in their need. And as Pope Francis consistently reminds us, those on the peripheries are the edges that we can reach out to them and in their need. And, there are family members, there are neighbors, you know, there are people right next door to us. So a blessed Holy Week and Easter to everybody and perseverance through the remainder of our Lent. Thank you, Bishop. It's always good to have you on the air. It's great to be with you. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Bishop. Brothers. After the, uh, after the break, <laughs> after, we just got promoted. After the, after You're welcome, Your Excellency. <laughs> <laughs> after the break, we'll be learning about how do we become saints and how do we invite young people in a particular way to become saints. After the break, we'll be right back at you. Live, engaging, and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio gives us an opportunity to sanctify the airwaves, if mm-hmm. you will. It's all forms of modern communication that we're so used to today. This is one that people again and again tell me how they tune in, you know. So yeah. it's at these times where maybe in your car or you maybe have time at your workplace, wherever you are, or in between things at home, um, just tuning into the radio for a little bit. And to think that on an ongoing basis, you know, we're able to talk about Jesus and talk about our faith and extend hope and joy to people as they listen to us. So Real Presence Radio has just been a great blessing to our diocese. And I know people of Duluth and Superior, you know, we have access to Real Presence Radio, but if people's generosity, you know, moves them, they could expand. Other places in our diocese that maybe don't have the reach right yet could. Hello, this is Barbara Brooks from Duluth, Minnesota at St. Benedict's Church. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. 
Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio. Did you know the signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming? Have you ever thought about running radio spots on the RPR network? We want to partner with you to help gain exposure for your business in front of a very faithful customer base. To find out more about your options, please call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labouret Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166-594. The 34th annual Bike Race and Ride between the NDSU and UND Newman Centers is Saturday, April 27th from 8 a.m. till noon. To register for the 25-mile race and ride from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back, all riders must stop by St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. St. Paul's Newman Center's goal is to raise $175,000. For more information, contact Emma Hergenroder at emma at bisoncatholic.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Uh, this is uh, Father Rich Kunzlaw, Father Ryan Moravitz, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We are on our last segment already, Father Ryan. Boy, last these, segment. these shows go quickly. The shows go quickly for us. Hopefully they do for the listeners. No, no kidding. <laughs> We have on uh, the line with us on the air Brady Borsland from the Diocese of Crookston. Brady, welcome to Real Presence Live. Uh, well, thank you for having me on today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work at the Diocese of Crookston first? Okay, uh, so I work uh, in the Diocese of Crookston as the, the coordinator of youth events. Uh, so what I do is I work with youth ministers and listen to things that like they would like to see, and we try to implement some different camps or conferences or moments of encounter for the youth uh, in our diocese. So we have a summer camp, um, St. John Paul II camp. We have youth rallies. Uh, We're just looking at some other new things that we can put into motion for for our youth so they can uh, just experience the Lord in a new way. Great. Now, Brady, did you know that since you have the John Paul II camps, did you know that today is the anniversary of his death? I did not, actually. Yep, oh, it was 14 beautiful. years ago. Father Ryan thought it was actually April 1st, but he was wrong, and I corrected him. So why did you why did you pick why did you pick uh, um, uh, John Paul II as a as a patron for your youth camps? You know that question. Uh, the camp predates uh, me working with it. Uh, I've been with it for most of the years, but uh, in studying JP2 over the years, just his heart that he had for the youth and just for uh, for passing on the faith, uh, just for how much he cared uh, that the youth fall in love with with the Lord and have a relationship with Him, uh, and I think that's what that's what kind of like started the conversation about having him as a patron. Uh, and when it first when the camp first started, uh, the motto was to engage hands, hearts, and minds uh, to really form the holistic Christian uh, in a variety of ways through the experience at camp. Um, Brady, JP2 said to young people at World Youth Day, 
Only Jesus knows what is in your hearts and deepest desires. Uh, how do we tap into finding those deepest desires in our hearts that JP2 speaks of? You know, it's actually kind of interesting that you that you reference that because uh, when I put out promotional material for for this upcoming camp, uh, that was kind of a tagline that I used uh, to kind of explain why we picked our theme. Uh, so, how do we do that? Is I mean, kind of some of the things that we do at the camp is uh, teach them about prayer, uh, teach them uh, about being rooted in a variety of different ways of prayer. Uh, being connected in community is huge. Uh, we know that. Uh, I, w- I also work as a youth minister at Holy Rosary in Detroit Lakes, and uh, the thing that we see is so many, so many things are trying to get the time of the youth that just keep them constantly going. Um, and some of those things are, are a detriment to, to spirituality, a detriment uh, to joy. And so, just trying to teach the kids and to to show them that, like, the Lord has their best interest, like, to get them to know, like. Like you said, like the deepest desire, like he knows what our hearts desire if we allow ourselves uh, to spend a moment getting to know his voice. It becomes a bit of a trick, doesn't it, uh, Brady? I mean, you kind of reference that there's there's so many things that are drawing our attention, especially the youth in particular, and to 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 be able to to pull away from that attention to all these secular, worldly things to. to to go towards Christ. I mean, how do you how do you go about that in practical ways of trying to get youth to want to be, you know, uh, totally dedicated to God and maybe look at emulating mm-hmm. saints like John Paul? It's like, what are some practicals? Yeah. Well, and I, you know, from a, it's really tough. Like to be honest, uh, I think all of us that work in the field of, of youth work would agree that it is a it is extremely tough. Um, you know, there's new books and new materials and resources out there that uh, try to give way to different, different like ability or thoughts that help. Um, and one thing is, they say is, again, the biggest thing is like small group discipleship. Uh, you know, there's there's this swing from like the large group youth ministry model from so from like a parish perspective uh, to transitioning more into like a smaller intimate group. Uh, like a small again discipleship group where where you become like a family, um, and so what camp like uh, you know what camps and conferences can do is they they can jumpstart it they can they can really you know enliven the heart because uh, the rest of that quote on JP two it says like only he is the one that loves you until the end and only he can fulfill your aspirations, uh, and like these camps and conferences and events like are good moments of encounter but like the practical or you know, back at the home, the home base in the parish is, is like, do the kids have stuff to plug into? You know, I talk to you, you know, youth ministers all over, and that's what they say sometimes is like, you know, sometimes like, uh, you know, we need to make sure that, you know, we're doing stuff, you know, we're making sure that, uh, that there's, you know, whether it's an event or a Bible study back in our parishes, because the kids long for that. The kids long for for like a good, authentic group of people to hang out with that aren't judgmental, that aren't trying to tear at each other or tear them down, but like really just trying to live in love. Uh, practically, that would be one of the big things is community, small group, uh, support from the, from the family is huge. 
Thank you, for, <clears throat> thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Rich Kunzlaw with Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We're talking to Brady Borsland from the Diocese of Crookston about the John Paul II camps. Uh, do you want to let us know a little bit, uh, Brady, about uh, if somebody's listening and they really want to get more information about this, how do they register? How do they find out more specifics about the camps? Yeah, so St. John Paul II camp, uh, you can find uh, more information about that on our diocesan website at crookston.org. Uh, and then from there, uh, there will be a tab, uh, Youth Formation Discipleship, and you go on there and you'll be able to find uh, a page dedicated to the camp itself, a little bit of a, uh, a background on it, and then a link for registration. Um, currently, our, our first camp is full. Wow, uh, <clears throat> that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Um, uh, it, I think it filled up within the first couple weeks first two, three weeks of, uh, of when we went live with registration. So when you say it's filled up, how many people would that be for, like, your first camp? How many are there? Uh, roughly right now we have about 91-ish, I think, 90, 91. Like, it, it, the capacity can get up a little bit higher, but then it gets pretty tricky. Um, but our second camp is getting pretty full, too. I think we're sitting around 60, 65-ish. Uh, so it's just a beautiful testament to... Uh, to the work of uh, the Holy Spirit and, you know, the vibrancy that this, you know, camp is, uh, kids are telling kids to go and, um, you know, I talk, again, talk to youth ministers and they say, like, this is something that all their, you know, their kids are, are wanting to get to or the parents are being told, like, Mom, you got to sign me up the first day because I, I need to make sure I can get to this camp. Do you get many, uh, uh, ki- do you get many kids outside of the Diocese of Crookston to come to your camps? Not not a whole lot, but we do get a few, and usually those uh, those come to us because of the word. Of, like it, it's a relative of someone who is a part of the diocese and who has gone. So they might be telling um, like their friend. I, I just had a conversation with someone from uh, the diocese of Fargo, someone that lives right in Fargo, and they actually had a um, a lake home like, on the road where JP2 camp is, and there was a huge sign, you know, that we have that said, like, you know, Catholic camp, and this family said, like, how do we get information about it? Like, how do we find out about this? Because we want to send our kid to it. And so, yeah, so we, we get a few, uh, but predominantly it's uh, members within our diocese. The theme for the upcoming event in, at the camp is Relentless Father. What does it mean to be a relentless yeah. father? What's the, what's the theme about? Yeah, so... Uh, I, I wish I could say it was something original for us, but uh, Life Teen actually prayed about it, and this is their theme for for their year. Um, and it, you know, do, in doing the work in the parish, we see again like there's just a lot of things that like let the youth down. Like there's a there's a lot of hardships, a lot of people like hurt others, and, and sometimes like we can even start to ask that question about God. We can say like, oh, well, God, where were you? Like, uh, you, you, like, you know, whether it's the loss of a loved one, whether it's a sudden death, like, you know, unfortunately, like, suicide is something that uh, is becoming more and more prevalent in societies and in communities. Uh, so we pick that theme, the relevant father, too. We want to expand on the fact that God never will let us down. Like, the fact that God is, is always going to be there, whether, whether we know it or not. And he's, he's never going to just let us be alone. Um, and, and it's, a, it's a very crucial time for the middle school students. Like this is, you know, there are some some studies out there that talk about how youth uh, around that middle school age like form an opinion about God. And so we want to expand on that, saying like 
even though this world like will let you down sometimes, like you have a father that will never give up on you, and he's never going to grow weary of you know finding you, saving you, protecting you, or healing you. And we want that message to just be implanted in the hearts of all the youth that attend the camp. That sounds great. Thank you very much, Brady, for all this. We have about thirty seconds left. Do you have any last minute thought or last thirty second thought? I should say. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the big thing that I would say is uh, prayer, we could always use prayer. So for everyone and anyone listening, we pray that we can be docile to the movements of the Spirit, that we can trust uh, in all of that. And, and also, like, pray for our leadership team at work on this camp, that you know, we can come together and have continued fruitful conversation and good discussion and dialogue about how to con- make, continue making this uh, a very successful camp for our diocese and a very good encounter for our youth great thank you very much brady thanks for being on the air with us and good luck with the uh, with the camp this summer keep up the good work brady oh. yeah thank you guys so much yep god, god bless. bless god bless well that's just about wrapping up our show for the uh, right. month father ryan that's a wrap that's a good uh, well, not quite a wrap we're not totally well, done not yet totally, we, but... we have to invite the new uh, voice in our head to talk about um uh, previewing the next show Aaron what's coming up you got it well tomorrow we'll have Heather and Heather Carroll and Dr. Chris Bergwald in the first hour do you know someone searching for healing after going or after having gone through an abortion experience well you're not alone Jody Clemens will share her personal story of finding that peace after having an abortion to offer encouragement that there is hope and help available in the second hour, we all search for God's will in our lives, and sometimes we find it in the most unexpected ways. That's what happened for Bishop Paul Swain of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. We'll hear that beautiful story of how he found his way home to the Catholic Church. And what, what can hands-on ex- farm experience teach a young person about God? Well, that's what we'll find out as we visit with Jason and Lynn Cotterba about a great opportunity for kids to get their hands in the dirt and spend the time with the Lord's creation this summer. All that much more on the next Real Presence Live. Back to you guys. Well, thank you very much, Aaron. Thank you. Sounds like a sounds like that's going to be another good show, as we always have on Real Presence Live. Father Ryan. Father Rich. You're speechless, which is a good thing. <laughs> well, it's not always a good thing, but no, it's been a good morning, a good show as usual. So. Yeah, and I get to be with you again this evening. That's right. We're going we're gonna to hear, hear first confessions. First confessions of the kiddos. Yep, that's... That's, that's one of those things that's you know going on all over a lot the place. this time of year. Yeah, our our first confessions were actually in December. So, do you like a late Easter like this, or do you prefer an earlier Easter? Like, I like to get it. I like it a little bit earlier. Yeah, me too. I was thinking that no. this morning. I was like, no. I like the earlier Easter. Right. It all depends on where the moon's at. Yep. And the full moon. I like so. the March Easter better than the late April Easter. Yeah. Well, Pentecost is until June. I just like the fact that Jesus rose from the dead on Easter. Well, I agree. I won't. I agree with that. So, Father Ryan, would you mind uh, finishing off the show with a prayer of blessing? Yeah. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the Lord, in His goodness and in His love for you, bless you and keep you. May you experience His mercy and His love, especially in the Lenten season and in the Holy Week ahead. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much, Father Ryan. The next time we'll be on the air, we'll be at the Easter season. Great. Looking forward to it. God bless everyone, and uh, have a great rest of your Lent and a blessed Holy Week. May God bless you, and may Jesus Christ be praised. Amen.
This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence radio network.